David tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Driving home to Wheeling and your last caller is a jackhole. Of course there are pepperoni rolls in Wheeling. By the way, love the show. Dave. He tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. B.S. You can't get a pepperoni roll in Wheeling. Ever since Italian rest. This is bad language. Why do I always not read these prior to going to air with them? Every Italian restaurant, grocery, and convenience store sells them. That guy's a jack wagon. It was freaking made for coal miners. Okay, good. Glad we cleared that up. Joining me now to talk about the big story, not about pepperoni rolls, is Christopher Price from the Boston Sports Journal. This dude knows his stuff when it comes to the Pats. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time today. My pleasure. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Are the Patriots done? Does Tom Brady not have it anymore? What happened last night? <laughs> yeah, Is it, you know, it's 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 a little bit like a, when you hear the national guys talk about it. It's a little bit like a broken clock. You know, it's a right twice a day. I, I just it's you know you take away the two biggest options in the passing game in Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman, and you stick them with a third string right tackle going up against a good Dolphins defensive front. He's going to struggle in a place where he's always struggled over the course of his career. I think he's seven and nine now. Uh, for his career in Miami. So it wasn't a huge surprise. I will say this, that the thing that really stood out to me was the 0 for 11 on third down. That, yeah. that really was, you know, the last time they were that ineffective on third down, I think it was 1991, they took an 0 for on third down. So uh, that should tell you a little bit about, you know, where they are when they do not have Marcus Cannon or Rob Gronkowski in the lineup at least this year. But, no, he's not done. You know, this is, this is a team that just had a bad night. Uh, I, I fully expect this New England team to be able to, you know, go up and down the field with the Steelers uh, come Sunday afternoon. You heard it here first from Chris Price. The Patriots are done. You can follow him on Twitter, <laughs> at CPriceNFL. Uh, I do. You should if you want to know what's going on with the Patriots leading up to the game and afterwards if this is the precursor to the meeting in what would be maybe the AFC Championship game. Uh, Christopher, is the left is the part of me right tackle going to be coming back this week? Uh, that's a question that the Steelers fans uh, have been asking me today. Yeah, Marcus Cannon has been on the shelf the last, I believe, sort of three or four weeks now with an ankle injury that that really has, you know, continued to nag at him. He's been questionable in practice. He's been limited. They have been getting good work out of their number two right tackle, Lay Adrian Waddle, although he's nowhere near as good as Marcus Cannon. But, you know, if they can get even the slightest upgrade over there, I think they're going to be okay. At the very least, you know, you, you feel better if you have Waddle and then you stick Dwayne Allen in his hip pocket for, say, you know, 60 to 70% of the snaps over there. You feel better about where you are as opposed to Cam Fleming. Cam Fleming is a guy who is fundamentally overwhelmed at that right tackle position, at least at this stage of his career. He's a, you know, he's a backup swing tackle at best. Uh, probably maybe the 52nd or 53rd guy in the roster. So, uh, I guess the short answer to your question is it's looking, you know, Patriots fans really looking more optimistic that, that, that Cannon will be back in time for the Pittsburgh game, at the very least in the red winter. Yeah, that'll make Steelers fans happy. Chris Price joining me here on the Crowley Show. Again, check him out on Twitter, at CPriceNFL, for all your Patriots news this week. Uh, how about Brandon Cooks? What has he added to this offense? Because we've seen in the past the Patriots take the Steelers, dink and dunk down the field. Of course, last year in the AFC Championship game, they did whatever they wanted to. Cooks gives them that element where they can take downfield shots, doesn't he? Yeah, you know what he really reminds you? The guy who he really reminds me of, and, and you know, going back a decade or so, is uh, Dion Branch. His ability, you know, he, he's not so great in the short area, kind of, you know, the intermediate stuff. He, he's more of a deep threat. He's quick. 
uh, he's, which has really allowed him last night aside to do a good job when it comes to getting some separation from, from defensive backs. So he does bring a different element to this passing game. You know, Chris Hogan was able to do some of that last year. Bob Gronkowski is a guy who's able to, you know, get an awful lot of yards per catch, shown an ability to do that at least over the last couple of years. But Cooks is a guy who brings genuine, you know, really a genuine home run threat to this offense, something that we have not seen on a consistent basis here over the last couple of years. Brady's been hit, it seems, more so this year. At least the numbers indicate he's been sacked more than you'd typically expect from a Tom Brady uh football team is that just because of the uncertainty at the right tackle position or is there something more to that the left tackle isn't playing all that well either nate solder is a a veteran who has done relatively well over the course of his career here in new england but you know he's been up and down this season he struggled with some of the premier pass rushers and you know that's been a a cause of concern i I think you know reference Dwayne allen before Dwayne allen is a guy who's probably gotten more snaps as a blocker this year than maybe they expected to initially because of the uncertainty of the right tackle position then you know the the up and down performance of Solder over the left tackle spot really remarkably the interior of the line has held up pretty well Shaq Mason has come into his own although some people are mentioning him as a possible pro bowl candidate over at right guard David Andrews a little bit undersized at center he's been up and down Joe Tooney has had good days and bad days but as a group that interior has held up pretty well so i, I guess really the pressure you know, when you're talking about the Patriots facing the Patriots, it's come from the edges, and you know the, the uncertainty at the tackle position has led to you know Tom Brady getting hit more than the Patriots would like through the first 12, 13 games. Again, Christopher Price joining me here on the Crowley Show at C Price NFL. He's from the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Christopher, the defense for the Patriots has been talked about ad nauseum around here. I think people are kind of clinging to what they saw early on in the season, and the numbers aren't great for this Patriots defense, aside from the number of points that they've given up. And then it all kind of resurfaced, I think, last night, whenever we all in Pittsburgh saw how Jay Cutler performed. They put up 27 points, and the hope in Pittsburgh, at least, is that the Steelers can outscore New England. What's up with the defense, and do you think that they've fixed the majority of those problems they had in the early season? Well, I think what we saw last night was a team that, for the first time in probably almost two months, had to play from behind. The Patriots led uh, going all the way back, or put it this way, they hadn't trailed in a game going all the way back to the game against the Chargers in late October uh, until last night. And so the idea of playing good complementary football kind of went out the window a little bit uh, for, for this team. And, you know, it extended the defense, the offense, special teams, all three phases of the game. They, they, you know, they, they really fell down. They had issues. I think that when you look at the Patriots, and if you're able to hang around, whether it's turnovers, whether it's you know whatever the case may be, field position, uh, you can run on them if you have a, a, a standout uh, running game. And, and I think that when you look at the, the Steelers, you look at Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, Bell would play a huge role in this game, regardless. But I think when you look at some of the performances against teams over the last year plus that have played them well, that have hung in there, that have managed to you know, get some key stops, get some takeaways, match the Patriots score for score. We've seen some really good performances from opposing running backs against this team, and I think that's one of the things that kind of shook them a little bit last night. Kenyon Drake was able to be a really true multidimensional threat against them, both in the passing game and the running game. That's really going to be key for Pittsburgh this week. They can hang in, 
They can, you know, stay within a score to take a little bit of a lead and then run the ball in the second half. That's going to really go a long way toward upending the Patriots. There's always this mystique with Bill Belichick, and you always hear he can take away the other team's best option. And if you're thinking about that Steelers offense, do you think that they try to take away Le'Veon Bell? Is that the guy that they go all out to stop? Or is it Antonio Brown who's looking like he could be an MVP-type candidate this year? I think it's Bell. I just remember last year before the um, before one of the games that they played the, the, the last year, the year, last year plus of when the Patriots played the Steelers, um, we asked about Bell, and the first three words out of Bill's mouth were "Oh my God!" And so I think that tells you all you need to know about the priorities going into this one. That's not to say that you know they're they're, they're going to dismiss Brown, but I think Bell is the number one priority coming into this game for them. I think that there's going to be multiple guys that are going to try and throw at Brown. Look, Brown is going to get his numbers, no matter who you put opposite him. But I think the focus for them, partly because some of the reasons I discussed before, it really the focus, the defensive focus, is going to be on trying to slow Le'Veon Bell in this one. Again, you, know, you, you, you almost say that, look, Brown is going to get his numbers. He's going to get his totals regardless of whoever is out there. But if they can slow down Le'Veon Bell, that's going to go a long way for the Patriots toward making this one a win. Who you got in this one, Chris? Look, I, I fall back on history with this. In, in, uh, unless the Steelers find a way to defend Tom Brady differently than they have over the majority of the last dozen or so years, I think Brady's numbers are going to be just a little bit better than Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I think New England's going to win this thing. I don't know a score yet, but basically the bottom line is the way these two offenses are moving up and down the field, I'm going to take the over in this one. I'm going to take <laughs> New England back, let's say, two or three. Yeah, no doubt about the over there, my friend. I really appreciate the time, as always, and I'm right on it with you. Until the Steelers beat New England, I can't pick the Steelers to beat New England. Thank you so much. Take care. We'll talk to you, my friend. Yes, sir. There he goes. That is Christopher Price from the Boston Sports Journal. C. Price NFL on Twitter. Hopefully, the price is not right. He's really good. Check him out on Twitter, though, C. Price NFL, because he will give you all of the information you need to know going into this matchup coming up on Sunday. Ben Valin, another guy to follow from the Boston side of things. I'm sorry, I'm burping so much here because of the damn pepperoni roll. I've got such indigestion, dude. I'm not even going to throw up on the microphone. It was good, but I'm not used to I'm not used to the things it's doing to me right now. Ben Valin. Chris Price, check those guys out. They do a kick-ass job, and if you want to know what's going on with New England, that's where you go. Up next, Will Graves from the Associated Press. I might have it coming out of both ends by the end of the show. It is the Crowley Show. I'm a man! And so they had this little thing where they would say, Hey, Dirty, baby, I got your money. Apparently there's something going on with Ike Taylor. NFL Network, he and Donovan McNabb, not allowed to work there. Sexual harassment. Rumbro! More to come on that story. Saw Will Graves from the Associated Press at the 
Pitt, West Virginia Backyard Brawl basketball game this coming Saturday. And I may have had a few too many drinks. I want to talk to Will about the game against the Patriots coming up on Sunday. But first, Will, how drunk was I on Saturday night? You were pretty... I don't know. I mean, it was, what, like 8 o'clock? I mean, you're, you're still basically pre-gaming at that point, right? I mean... Yeah. I yeah. imagine the scene, the scene was much more dire about three to five hours later. Yes, uh, three to five hours later, I was on my couch, and I was not feeling all that great. So, that's reality. Uh, my hatred for Pitt runs deep. And I made a new friend in the process because you introduced me to a nice young mountaineer. So, how about that? <laughs> good night for you. Maybe I'm not such... so much for... Maybe not so much for the misses, but a good night for you. No, definitely not for the misses. Man, I'll tell you this. That was fun. They should play that game every single year. And here's my idea before we get to Steelers-Patriots. They should play that game on the Friday after Thanksgiving every year to hold the void that was left by the football game. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, you know, I I, I think everybody involved and considering what the, they played in women's basketball like the day before, they've played in baseball. I mean, I think everybody sort of understands that them playing each other is pretty important. And while Pitt may not have loved the atmosphere in the arena, I mean, it was 50-50, which, I mean, let's be honest, it's kind of an embarrassment, right? I mean, especially if you take the zoo out, it was probably 60-40 WVU. Uh, not a great look uh, this year, but going forward, I mean, you saw the spirit of the game. I think it's something that I imagine it's going to be a fixture going forward, even after this four-year thing runs out. So, Will Graves of the Associated Press joining Darth Maul here on the Crowley Show. Graves, it is finally Patriots Week, baby. I don't have to feel guilty about dipping my toes in the water here. I can go all in, <laughs> cannonball, talk as much pats as I want. And here's what I'm going to say about last night, and I want your reaction. They lost to the Dolphins. I don't feel better or worse about the game, but I will say this. They're not this infallible force that everyone makes them out to be. They're just as good as the good teams in the league. And what I mean by that is they've got their flaws, too, obviously. They do, but, I mean, it was, like, 10 months ago they boat raced the Steelers. I mean... Different teams, and that was, And that was after, like, basically, you know, playing, like, the JV and beating them here when Landry played in October. I mean, while, yes, they are um, just another team, I mean, to me... If I'm a Steeler fan, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll, I'll take the other side. They've lost consecutive games six times in 14 years. Yeah, but they don't lose at all, man. I, they do have a 90% winning percentage after a loss. I mean, that's really stinking good. But they win almost 80% of their games anyhow. So uh, while I understand that statistic, I think it's also just a byproduct of them being really stinking good. Right, uh, right. But it, it's, you know, it's like the hidden vigorous thing. You know, like the more you lose, like the Browns. Like, the more you lose, the more likely you are to win. And I think it's, the, the reverse is also true. The more you win, the more likely you are to lose. So, well, the Patriots, they don't lose a lot, and they just got a loss out of the way. So how are they going to respond? Um, I mean, basically, for the Steelers, and, and by the way, they didn't have Gronk last night. And every time the Steelers play Gronk, he has, like, three touchdowns and spends, you know, the rest of the night uh, at – uh, babes or whatever. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not allowed to go to these places anymore. Whatever you call the gentleman's establishment, right? I mean, this, he does, he goes full Gronk on the Steelers. They they do they are you know they have they don't have an answer for him. They haven't had an answer for him, and you know so you can look at the Dolphins last night and go, oh no, the, the Patriots are not great. Well, their best player 
who knows, he was probably at scores last night. I mean, so he'll be in the stadium on Sunday. That's going to be a problem. I like that Will made up a couple of strip clubs to pretend like he doesn't well, go I mean, to them. Maybe places I've been to before, but I can't. You know, I also know that, like, you're, or, you know, I'm just, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Will Graves being careful here on the Crowley Show uh, from the Associated Press, of course. Uh, Will, how important is this one for the Steelers? Because I think after last night, it might be even more important because the Patriots, if they were to lose, they might not get that number two seed with the way that the Jags have been playing. Well, I think in general, I mean, and I think I made this point to Dale Lally uh, earlier today when we were at Tomlin's press conference. I mean, do you, I can't believe we're saying this. Do you want to have to play the Jags and the Patriots? If you're the two seed, that's probably the road that you have to take. Um, And that's tough because, I mean, the Jags, I can't believe we're saying this. The Jags are no joke. They're not. And they do the two things that we saw it in October and thought, well, what the hell happened? And it turns out that's actually they're that good. They run the ball and they play defense, which are two things that the Steelers have problems with. So even if they, you know, you're going to have to play a tough physical game with them in the playoffs if you're the two seed. And then you got to beat the Patriots the next week. So, yeah, I think it's a very, very important game for the Steelers. Yeah, let's say the Steelers win on Sunday. And I'll be honest, I don't think they're going to. But let's say the Steelers do win Sunday. And then all of a sudden Jacksonville's the two seed. And then New England has to go through Baltimore and through Jacksonville, although the first game would be in New England, to then play the Steelers. I like that. I would much rather that be the case than the Steelers have to go through all that junk to get to New England. Uh, so what I, I mean, it's it's the the, the Jags just they have zero f's to give. I mean, they they literally do. They know their quarterback stinks. They play hard anyway, and the fact that they have become this sort of juggernaut with Blake Bortles. I mean, this is. I mean, I'll get on the hype train here a little bit. I mean, this is sort of like 2000 Ravens ish. I mean, the defense is not that good yet. I'm not going to put those guys up with with the Ray Lewis crew from 2000, but I mean. You got crap quarterback. You got a beast in the backfield, and you got, and you can't score. I mean, the, the Seahawks were rolling, and they couldn't do anything until late in the game. They they hit a couple of plays, and that was it. I mean, there's. I mean, Mike, I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, they're scary. Yeah, I believe in their opportunity to navigate their remaining schedule. I still would not pick them to beat Pittsburgh or New England if they played in Pittsburgh or New England in the playoffs. But I don't want to talk about the Jags. Are you kidding me, Graves? We've for for months for months we've been waiting for Patriots Week, and you're going to talk to me about the Jags? You know what do you what do you? I mean, you know, I like the fact that Tomlin today. No, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! I will control the narrative here, Mr. Graves. I am right, Darth whatever. Maul, okay? I will I will reach across this phone line and choke you like I've got the power of the Force, all right? I think Ben Roethlisberger is playing better than Tom Brady right now. And I think that with the way both of these defenses are not good, that this could make for one of those high-flying shootout games. And I might make it a push, dude. I'm not kidding. Because I think that the Steelers' offense is playing better right now, uh, and the Patriots' defense stinks. But the Patriots' offense isn't exactly playing great right now, but the Steelers' defense really stinks. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the the emotion sort of wore off in the middle of the second quarter, and sort of the reality of what they faced while trying to replace Ryan Shazier is, is sort of hit them. And I, I thought most would be more effective against the run. I really did. The fact that Sean Spence played the majority of the second half of the game sort of tells you the lack of difference makers they have. Maybe L.J. Ford gets a little more run this week. Uh but you're right. Roethlisberger um, has been 
uh, spectacular. I mean, 30, 66, you know, this is a guy who threw, what, five picks against the Jags. I wonder if I still have it, ha, 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 whatever. And then, I mean, he threw 66 times and didn't get – he didn't even really come close to getting picked. It wasn't that he didn't – you know, I kept thinking, well, statistically, he's going to throw one. And he was – I mean, he was spectacular. And, you know, the Ravens, you know, single covering Antonio Brown in the fourth quarter of a game they are winning. Yee. That's right up there with hiring the Vanderbilt coach to replace your back, to lead your basketball program. No offense. <laughs> well, <laughs> if Ben Roethlisberger plays like he did last week, what percentage chance do the Steelers have to win? Eighty. Oh, oh. I I mean they 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 basically they had one bad quarter, and other than that, they did whatever they wanted whenever they wanted. I mean it was it was and and Juju will be playing, which is good. Um, for for many reasons, might also help the run game a little bit. I mean, I, you know, I, the the last time the Steelers beat them, Roethlisberger was what like thirty four or fifty for like three twenty and a couple of touchdowns. I mean, that's sort of the way that they have they have to control the clock, and you get that's the way you have, you have to keep the the off the defense off the field at this point, right? And I think they can. I think they have the ability to do that. I, I think I think they're going to win the game. I don't that this. Unfortunately, this sets up the foot narrative where in two months we're talking about this. And the irony is, like, the result of this game does not matter. Uh. It doesn't. Because the only thing that matters is, is what happens in January. So if they win, if the Steelers win 44-10 to 10, and they play again in January and the Patriots beat them 27-26, it doesn't matter. You know what? I'll but, agree with that, Will. But here's the thing. This gives you margin for error in that if the Steelers beat the Patriots – there's a shot that they don't play him again. If they lose to the Patriots, spoiler alert, the Patriots are going to be in the AFC Championship game right. for the seventh straight year. So the Steelers don't need to win this game. If they lose, they're not eliminated. But if they lose, they're going to have to play the Patriots again to get where they want to go. If they win, they still might have to, but they might not, too. And that wasn't really a possibility for me until last night when they coughed it up against the Dolphins. Were they looking yeah, ahead, Will? Maybe. I mean, and look, remember when, when Miami beat, lost to Pitt in football, like that game didn't matter to Miami, right? And then, so their out was, well, we play Clemson next week, and they got crushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the difference is, I mean, Tom Brady versus whatever, Malik Rogier. I mean, that's that's the difference. Tom Brady is not going to let them play that poorly two weeks in a row. It's just, it's just, but that being said, I still think the Steelers can and will win the game. I think the way the offense is going, it's hard for me to imagine them scoring less than 30. I'll if, be honest. If they score 40, what percent chance do you think the Steelers have to win? 95. Uh-huh. I mean, I, when's the last time something? The last, the last team to put up 40 on the Steelers was what? Uh, the Patriots. That, that game in 13, right? Yeah, where they By put the up way, 50 freaking five or whatever it was. It always brings me back to the, when people get on Tomlin. If ever there was a time in his tenure where that team was going to bail on a season, it was that game. Okay, mm-hmm. they got humiliated, and they they went to two and six. So what's their record since then? Three division tie. They went six and two to finish in that year, and would have gotten into the playoffs if the kid had made the the Chiefs kicker had made a field goal or whatever that was. Suck up, yeah. And then they made four straight playoffs, three division titles. I mean, that's coaching. I'm sorry, that is coaching. I know it it, it sucks for people to admit this. That is coaching. You spoiled entitled brats. Okay. As I say with the Redskins, once again, 
punting on yet another season and in another dumpster fire of failure. So, yes, the, it, I don't see the Patriots putting up 40. I think the Steelers can win the game. All that being said, if, you know, in January, if you ask me again, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know. Well, we'll be, we'll be facing your Jacksonville Jags, so you don't have to worry yeah. about that, Graves. Love it. Love it. What else is going on? Any, anything else we need to, to, to get to here? I mean, Yeah, you want to talk about the Alabama special election? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. All right, dude. I'll see you. Will Graves of the Associated Press. Man, what percentage chance do you give the Steelers if they score 40? I might go 35 or 40% if they don't score 40%, 40 points that they have a chance to win. But I give them a pretty good chance if they get to 40. I think New England's going to torch them. I know that Brady hasn't played well the last couple of weeks, but he didn't play well in the playoff game leading up to the AFC Championship game last year. So how am I supposed to think that the Steelers are going to slow him down when I think the defense right now is as bad as it's been in two years? And that's not because the defense itself is bad, but they have a lot of moving parts. When you're trying to replace your best player in Ryan Shazier, and you slide a guy in from outside linebacker to inside linebacker, hello, you're going to have problems. When you're shifting around the corners because you don't know when Joe Hayden's going to get back, you're going to have problems. Brady's going to score. Can the Steelers outscore him? Let's go to Eric in Pittsburgh next up on the Crowley Show. 412-922-2874. What's up, Eric? Hey, what's going on? How are you? No, I was just uh, thinking about I'm not necessarily sure how the seating will be set up, but if the Ravens have to go to New England, I mean, if there's one team that had success or has success historically going to New England and winning, it's the Ravens. And I feel like, you know, not saying that I would want to back down or not play them, play New England, but I feel like if they could knock them out, it would be uh, the Ravens for sure. I just want them to play another game, and I think that's a good point, Eric. I'm not a huge believer in the Ravens. If you listen to the show religiously, well, I apologize. But if you do, then you know I don't believe much in Baltimore's chances to make much noise in the playoffs. But if they're the sixth seed and somehow New England falls to the three, which they could if they lost this game, That means it's Baltimore going to New England for round one. Then it would be New England going to Jacksonville for round two, and then to Pittsburgh. So if they have to play that extra game, there's extra attrition, and there's extra reps on that 40-year-old Brady. And I know he's all about that TB12. I know he thinks he's going to live forever. He ain't. He's going to get tired at some point. I think last year the best thing that might have happened to him is that he was suspended for the first four games of the season. I think that worked in the Patriots' favor. I think you make him play an extra game here. That's huge. Not to mention, you make him have to play the string out over the end of the regular season. So Brady's got to play in the last couple of games so you can try to avoid getting that three seed. Then if you get the three seed, you get an extra game there, then you're going on the road. That's why to all the people who said, oh, I wish the Patriots didn't lose last night, you're wrong. Because if the Steelers beat them now, it might mean that they don't actually have to play them in the playoffs. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Coming up next, I'm so sick and tired of the Patriots ruining the Steelers' season and 
A little note on the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's the Crowley Show. Just shut up. I'm so sick of the freaking Patriots. 2001, they ruined my childhood. All of it in one game. Like, my whole childhood was ruined because of that game. Not just that day, but my whole childhood. 2004, Ben Roethlisberger's rookie season. I cried at Heinz Field. Joe, when you're an eighth grader, is it okay to cry? I guess it depends. You think losing to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game as an eighth grader is a good reason to cry? Yeah, yeah. You're what, 13, 14? Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Cool to cry then? Okay, there's a couple different things on this. Yes, it is cool to cry. I was there. Reminisce about in the future. At eighth grade, can't cry in front of chicks, can't cry in front of classmates. Otherwise, you're done. See, I was with my dad and my buddy, and my buddy was crying just as much as I was. I was really immature when I was in eighth grade. Good thing that changed. I know. I am a beacon of maturity right now. Speaking of which, my face is so freaking itchy right now from the Darth Maul mask. Looks like you have really bad, like, sunburn or something. Dude, it's awful. <laughs> like, I used soap to wash it off my face, and now it's, like, dripped down, and my beard is really itchy, and now my hands are itchy. Yeah, like... I- I'm worried that I got, like, chemical burn kind of thing going on here. I mean, if I didn't know any better and I walked in right now, I was like, hey, whoa, Crowley, what the heck happened to your face? Yeah, it does not look good. It does not look good. I hope that's not permanent, but I think it'll come out. That's just a couple. It's that's a shower permanent. there. No, I mean, like, the the itching and stuff. Oh! What's wrong? I just looked at myself. Did you? Yeah, I, you look bad. I kind of look like the devil. You look almost like zombie-esque. Yeah, you do look like Crowley devil. Yeah, because my, my whole face has this red tint, and then all the black is still trapped in my beard. I don't know if the black's going to come out of my beard. That might actually kind of look badass. You did look badass from the beard <gasps> down. Yeah. I might just wash the red out and see what happens with the rest of it. Oh, my. I look sickly. In fact, I just took a picture. We'll you, put- should, you should go down to HR stumbling and be like, I'm not feeling well. Yeah! <laughs> I, 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 <gasps> there's something in the water cooler. <laughs> you just pass out right there. Since it's me, they won't give it any, yeah, any credence. They'll be like, oh, you again. Yeah. We know how you like to mess with people and mess with us. Uh, we don't buy into any of that crap. Yeah, the cleaning people will get a letter. Hey, there's a, there's a corpse on, on four. Please pick it up. I look that good, huh? <laughs> you always look good to us, Crowley. When I was in eighth grade, at the AFC Championship game, it is the least comfortable I've ever been in my entire life because it was nine degrees outside, the coldest game I've ever attended, now, I'm sure I've been to some that are colder since, but I was in eighth grade, so I wasn't drinking. That helps big time. It was so cold, I thought my toes were going to fall off. I had all kind of warmers in my in my feet. I had warmers in my hands. My dad now is a football guy, but he really wasn't until I came along. So I love him to death, and I respect him for being there. But they ruined a great father-son moment. My buddy Pat was there. Pat was a little bitch. So he's crying because the Steelers are getting thumped. I'm crying because Steelers are getting thumped and I'm cold. And I just don't want this to happen to any other children out there, man. Yeah, what else? Like, for once, can we beat them so that kids who are, I don't know, 16, 17, can see the Steelers actually beat the Patriots in something that matters? 
Hell, I haven't seen him beat him in anything that matters. F them, man. I'm tired of it. And I know Steelers fans are tired of it, and I think that Heinz Field is going to be unbelievably electric on Sunday. It might be the biggest crowd in Heinz Field history. No joke. Because the last couple of times they went to the playoffs, they played the Dolphins in the home game. But it was the Dolphins, and it was the wild card round. So there's not quite the buzz, although there was buzz. They've added the extra 3,000 seats. I think it could be a record crowd coming up on Sunday, and it's going to be that frothing, just animalistic crowd because you've got enough time to drink prior to the game. You hate Tom Brady with everything that you have. You hate the Patriots. You hate Bill Belichick. Hell, when I was in eighth grade, 2004, when they lost the Patriots, right after Christmas, or pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, right I think it was actually, I'm thinking aloud here, it was on Halloween that they beat New England. It was Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year. They beat the Eagles and the Patriots back-to-back. Steelers only had one loss. Both teams were undefeated, so it was a huge deal. And at this Christmas party I attended, they had all these tombstones made up, and one said, R.I.P. Bill Belichick. Like, this hatred runs deep, man. But it's not reciprocated hatred. Like It's not like Baltimore and Pittsburgh. It's like we... Always lose to these jackholes. I can't wait for Sunday. It was snowing today, and I'm taking the dog out. It just felt like football weather, man. It is. It's all over. Oh right now. my god! This is when it feels. This is when it feels real. Yeah, and it's cool because as you're going around town too, you know, you go to your convenience store, you go to your grocery store. People are like, "How about them pats?" You know, like it's on a lot of people's minds right now. Everywhere you go in town, it's like you're going to get into a conversation about it. Greg Resch was wearing a Steelers shirt today. Yes, he was. My mom's probably wearing a Steelers shirt today. All my friends are probably wearing Steelers stuff today. I don't get excited like I used to get excited. I don't get excited like that kid who cried at the AFC Championship game, but I'm fired up. Joe doesn't wear his emotions on his sleeve. Joe, are you fired up for Sunday? Totally. I'm never opening the mic for that guy again. <laughs> it's been a week plus since I've been back in studio, and we were able to kind of do our show the way we do it today. We had a pepperoni roll eating contest. I painted my face like Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Appreciate uh, KDO's help with that. So she was around. Tom's around. Joe's here. But you know, just because they're here doesn't mean I have to utilize them. Yeah, no, you, well, you've missed them. It's like family members. After you haven't seen them for a while, everybody starts walking in the door at Christmas. You're like, hey, I haven't seen you in wow. a while. Ten minutes later, you're like, oh, man, that's a wonder. Yeah. No wonder I didn't see him all yeah. year. <laughs> I don't need to hear about your baby anymore. Yeah, and can I point out something, too? I, look, I don't want to be the jackass Who's of the this? show or the jerk or anything like that, but i got to point out that Joe deserves a demerit today. Uh-oh. He does. Am I wrong? Oh, he was late. Yeah. Okay, and and see, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know you're sorry, but as the show historian, I'm the self-appointed show historian. I was actually able to go back roughly 400 days. Okay, 400 days, and found out that on a ver a day just like today with the snow, the same way it is, Joe, late again. Snow is falling. Joe picks up the phone. Ring, 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 ring. Oh yeah, Brian. Uh, can't can't can't, can't get down my hill. Um, there's like ice. Goodbye. Okay, Joe. All right. Uh, let me know when you can get here. Okay. Really sorry about this. So today, 
Let's fast forward a little bit to the to the present, Judd. Thank you. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, Joe, what's up? Yeah, what else? Hey, hey, hey Brian. Who's this? Um, uh, can you start crawling? Yeah, Joe, I can. Why? What's up? Um, I'm just not going to be there. At this point, I don't push for an explanation. That's what he told you. He yeah. said, "I'm just Joe." What's there. your excuse, man? And then, I'm sorry. So I, I don't f- care if you're sorry. What happened? So I'm like, "All right, Joe." Joe hangs up. Here I start your show. So, and that's the thing. I don't know if it was actually the snow. I assumed it was the snow. But is it the snow? Like Dan Marino snow, like Not, the yeah. like the Miami Dolphins offensive line coach snow. <laughs> yeah. Does Joe have a dependency problem with snow? Is that the issue? Is it, are the Steelers going to draft Cocaine Joe? Is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, do you need help, man? Do you? Because we're here for you, buddy. I think Joe just has this illustrious, like, secret life that we know nothing about. He drove to Cleveland without, without telling, telling us, us to go to a playoff baseball game. You think that that might be of something of note to us? Maybe we send a recorder with him. Maybe we get some sound of the angry Cleveland fans when the Yankees beat him. No, we get nothing from Joe. Nothing at all. You know, he probably, the reason he was late was probably because some private jet that he had chartered with, Mm -hmm. like, his jet-setting friends, and they were coming back from, like, Morocco or Dubai or something like that, and they just got a little little behind, had to land, and when he was driven over here by his his limo driver, who we know nothing about, he just showed up and was like, sorry, I'm late. Joe, are you, like, you are some kind of, like... International man of mystery. Yeah, you've got a lot going on behind the scenes. Nope. See, that's exactly what somebody who has a lot going on behind the scenes would want you to this. Yeah. According to a couple of national baseball guys, the Yankees were trying to get Garrett Cole away from the Pirates. They drafted him a couple of years prior to him being drafted by the Pirates. And apparently the Yankees say that it doesn't seem like the Pirates are keen on moving Cole. You gotta move the guy! It's absolute bull... No, they're not going to win this year. They're not going to put any money into the team. They're not going to do anything to bolster the roster. So get rid of them and get something for them. Man, if you're just treading water, you're going to drown. That's reality. If I stand there, well, that doesn't make sense. If If I'm treading water, okay, in the middle of a body of water, and my feet can't touch the ground, and I have to do it, For hours and hours and hours, I am going to sink, I am going to drown, I am going to die. If you swim forward, you get to shore. If you swim backward, you get to shore. The worst thing you can do is nothing. And they're not going to move Garrico. They're going to move McCutcheon, but we can still piece it together to be competitive this year. No. Can you please just suck? Can you for a year just suck so that maybe we can see you do something good? My God! It's the same freaking thing all the time. It's Littlefield all over again right now. Littlefield only cared about the Pirates being somewhat competitive. So he tried to tailor the roster to be competitive for that year instead of building a roster. Build a damn roster. Root, root, root for my home team. A new pirate generation. Everybody shout cheap as bleeps. Cheap as. Talk to you tomorrow. 
Crowley Show. Pop Swagger Trainer Mazzy.